Hey guys, it's uh, Andy here in another episode of the Mountain Malarkey Podcast with Dave. Hello everybody. How are we doing Dave? Yeah, not bad. We realise that uh, when we do the Tuesday tune-in over on Facebook, um, which we've been doing during lockdown... We had some comments and requests around, um, you know, not everyone's on Facebook, but people still wanted to hear about the content. There's been some great stuff. We've yeah. talked about bags. We've talked about Battle of the Treks. We've talked about trekking boots, mindset, fitness, loads of stuff. And we thought to ourselves, well, why don't we turn these into podcasts? Because like you said, Dave, they're, they're sitting down listening for an hour. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And uh, we've got a couple of, we had a couple of special guests, didn't we? We had a new head of operations over in Nepal. Yep. Uh, Lee Wardle, Ironman triathlete. Um, gym owner and all around nice guy um, yeah and there's there's so much good information and good content there that and not everybody is on Facebook or yeah can sit there and watch a video for an hour and a bit doing nothing so yeah this is a great format you can do it on the go put it in your car listen to it it's a bit interactive so you're going to have seen us answer questions and stuff like that yeah it's a bit different um, you know but if you're listening to this obviously yeah um, and you have any questions about any of the things you hear uh, podcast at evertrack.co.uk Awesome Dave, yeah, enjoy the episode and uh, we'll catch up with you soon Yeah, all the best Obviously, I know it's, it's kind of weird because it's the second week but a huge happy new year to all of our Evertrackers and, and, and thanks to everyone for joining we've got Bri, we've got Lyndon obviously we've got Stuart, Mark, Lorna obviously good old Sam Scott, um, who else we got on here we've got Jim Jimbo. Blues, oh happy new year mate now it's great to, to see all of you back and I hope you're well rested and you had a you know, a good chill over the Christmas period. Um, or Heather is Heather. Um, oh, we got Running Yeti here. We got Jody who's on the on the phone. Is Jody coming on the live? She's on the live, yeah. No, I mean like on camera. Oh yeah. Well, we've been trying since she's joined. She doesn't want to join. Um, <laughs> I think she has a worry that um, she's gonna kill you. You know that. Yeah. So <laughs> basically, throughout this live, at any point, if you want to see Jody on the live. Uh, just comment like "Come on, Jody" or "Jody Live." Or, or do you think if, if hashtag uh, hashtag get Jody, Jody Live yeah. so we can get Jody on? Yeah, the hashtag get Jody Live. Okay, she is really going to kill you. I right think now. there's a there's a lot that she could talk about. She's incredibly like fit in terms of like her. Well, she, yeah, there's a reason why she's called the Running Yeti. Yeah, of course. yeah, yeah. So she could talk about like how she gets the motivation to get up in the morning and go running. That would be a really. You know, I'd like to hear that. I would yeah. like to hear that, Jody. Yeah, I'd love to hear that about motivation. A motivation <laughs> Tuesday tune-in from George. <laughs> brilliant, brilliant. Uh, so jo- Jody uh, from Lorna was asked, "Where's Jody? She's um, she's the other side of that wall." Yeah, um, Jody, you just want to pop your head in? But no, <laughs> uh, but no, no, no pressure now because uh, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll we'll get told off. But um, no, it's 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 great to great to be back. We wanted to kind of kick off um, the new year with. Something that we were discussing, I suppose, last week, and it was around, you know, obviously around New Year's resolutions, because there's mm-hmm. a lot of that, um, you know, as, as we yours? build up. I don't make resolutions, mate. Do you not? I set challenges. <laughs> Sorry, I had to get that quote in. Mm. Uh, no, no, no. So mm. I, I, I sometimes I do make New Year's resolutions. I didn't actually make one this year, because I, I'm just going to make them as I go along anyway. Mm. Um, but not spoil what we're going to talk about, because I, I, I wanted to look into the kind of data and the, and the, and the kind of science behind it, because... A lot of people obviously choose to do something. Sometimes it's because of New New Year's resolution. Some people just do it because they want a challenge or they want to, to take on something. And I thought, what a good way to, to maybe start off the year and talk about that, you know, resolutions versus challenges. Um, you know, and, 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 and personally, you know, in terms of my opinion, why I think one is certainly better than the other. But not to, if anyone has any New Year's resolution, they don't want to kind of... Um, Scrap them. You know, <laughs> I don't want to kind of shoot you down in flames because, look, anything that can get anyone to, to to try something new to set themselves a challenge or a yeah. resolution is great and you know it gets people outdoors it gets people on adventures um and i i'd be the last to, to kind of um you know put anyone down who, who does that but i, I think it's just a, i wanted to open up the discussion really around challenges versus resolutions because there is some stats around resolutions and that i think it's like 90 percent so nine out of ten new year's resolutions get ditched by the end of january mm which is nuts. Um, and then when we flip it and we, we look at the challenges, I mean, I'm going to use the Evertrekker community, which I know, are, you know, quite a, a quite a specific kind of um, part of the adventure travel community. 
and and, and society. Part. But you know, exactly one of the best parts, Dave. Mm, mm. But it's the other way around. Like we were looking at the data and we we're looking at trip success and we had our planning day um, over Christmas. Well, two planning days, but then we did the meeting yesterday, and uh, with the rest of the team, we looked at some of the stats and uh, you know trip success. You know, people who you know our cancellation rates and all that stuff that we like to really have a look at 2022 and plan for 2023. But one of the big ones was that 95% of people who booked on went on a trip and got to where they wanted to get to. So I was like, isn't that nuts? Because <clears throat> so I'm going to put nine and a half people because I never came up with You know, funny enough, the 5% that didn't do it, yeah. it was because it was their New Year's resolution. <laughs> <laughs> so Is that the, what it was? Is yeah, that what it was? That's okay. it works, okay. yeah. But it was really interesting that nine and a half people, because ninety five percent, right? Obviously, I know that the, the half isn't really there. Mm. I know. We dragged like a legless body to, <laughs> to base camp just to get that stat in, because we wanted it to be over nine. We wanted it to be over nine, but uh, basically, ninety five percent of people who set a challenge in our community achieve it, which is completely the flip side to a New Year's resolution. And that's why I thought, isn't it interesting just to look at those stats that it is the flip? But why is that? Any, any specific reasons um, you think, Dave? I think because it's more, a challenge is like grounded in reality. There's a couple of things I think. One is a New Year's resolution, I've got nothing against it, mm. is I yeah, think yeah. New Year's Eve, New Year's Day, it's a convenient time to draw a line in the sand. Yeah. It's the end of something and the beginning of something. Yeah. So it's natural to think, well, it's the end of a way of doing something and the beginning of a way of doing something. Yeah, yeah. But then whether but then you know you go back to work and you realize nothing's changed. So then you think, <laughs> oh sod it, I'll give up. And is that okay? However, yeah, yeah. when you set like a challenge as a goal, yeah, yeah. Like say your new year's resolution is to get fit. Yeah. That's doesn't mean anything. Yeah. You know, but when exactly, you set but yeah. when you set a challenge, there's a couple of things that happen. One is you've got a very definite goal mm. that's set there. Yeah. Second is most people tell people about that challenge. You yeah, know? they do. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and it's very different for me coming into the office and telling you, and I'm going to get fit this year. Yeah. And it's like, okay. And then if I come in and say, and I've booked to climb Mac and Kagura in a year, so I've got to get fit. Yeah. Which one are you going to take more seriously? Yeah. And which one are you kind of going to hold me more accountable to? Yeah. You know, because we all know that when people say they're going to start dieting on Monday, and then if you don't start dieting on Monday, it, it never, the, the following Monday. Yeah, it's never Tuesday. Yeah, it's always, it's always, it's always a okay. week later. Yeah, yeah, interesting, and interesting. And that's yeah, because yeah. it's yeah. really, it's, it's kind of vague. It's kind of you know, no, there's not much invested in that change at that time. Yeah. Definitely. Where as soon as you sign up to a challenge, mm. already you are mentally and physically invested in the future. Yeah. You think there's a date in the future that which I have to be ready by, or I'm going to fail. Yeah. And everybody that I've told that I'm going to do that. Um, is going to ask me why, so I'm going to yeah. put extra effort into doing that. Perfect. Honestly, mate, that uh, you hit the nail on the head there because that was that was definitely something that I thought is that you know you when you when you do when you say you're going to do a challenge and you tell your mates or you post on social media or you know you post in the high altitude ever trekkers group or the summit zone, you know whatever you put your you know you say what you're going to do something it does become tangible, mm -hmm. it does become real, and I think you're right. Maybe that's the difference because the New Year's resolutions, and, and, and you're right, because it is a, you know, maybe could be social pressure, could be because it's part of our society is always to make these things in January. When, yeah, if you do set a challenge and, and, and you have, you know, you've literally gone, Doof! you've put that flag in, you know, that's your target, that's your goal. It is more achievable. And clearly the stats say which one is more likely to happen. Yeah, 100%. You know, which is, is, is really interesting. And like I said, uh, and for the, People who've joined us since, like Jerome and Diane, Happy New Year! Great to see you guys on. Um, yeah, it's it's. Uh, I say we obviously rewind and hopefully watch a bit of the beginning, but we're talking about challenges versus um, you know resolutions and, and the kind of numbers on it. And you know, it, I think sometimes there are those kind of social pressures to to actually do something in January. Mm -hmm. And now we're here. Imagine all these challenges that you can put in that you can go right. Okay, I'm going to do that now. I'm going to, like you said. Instead of just getting fit, you're going to give you a reason to get fit. Yeah, exactly. For a specific reason. Exactly. You've got to invest in something. You can't yeah. just say something. And there are a lot of people that say, I'm going to get fit in the new year, and they do. Mm. But the, but we, we, we looked at it, and yeah. we analyzed it like scientists, and we realized, well, the majority of these wow. fail. Not, you, not that detailed. <laughs> no, it, 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 it was scientific. <laughs> it, was, it was scientific. And, uh, but, but no, the truth is, I know a personal yeah. trainer that operates out of a gym, and she told me that um, everybody knows this. Everybody that goes to the gym routinely knows that January is rammed. Yeah, February, yeah. back to normal. I know some of the girls were saying so that So we're yeah. all yeah. the extra people, you know? And yeah. I think that's because there's no... 
there's not a solid aim. There's get fit, which is a great aim. But what does get fit mean? Do you want to be able to run a marathon? Mm. Do you want to be able to sort of deadlift 150 kilos? Do you want to do you want to sprint the 100 meters in like you know under 10? I have about 10 seconds. Is that good for 100 meters? That's pretty quick. I'm just going to put it out there. Yeah, do I you, mean, there's do only you, a few people that have gone below that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, do you want to run I'm a... I'm not sure me and you could get to that. I mean, maybe it, some... It depends. If there's a sausage roll at the end, I guess. <laughs> all get there, um, but, uh, but, you know, so that that's what I mean. It's, it, it's, but to set yourself a goal, and, you know, I could give you an example. Yeah. There's we used to use it in our marketing. I don't know if we knew anymore. And I used to call it the Fat Dave story. Where you used to, it's still there somewhere. Still yeah. there. If you download the Everest Base Camp guide, um, I think it's email four. Um, is yeah, I mean you Fat know, Dave. Fat Dave, yeah. Yeah, and that's because going back story. into 2014 or whatever, where I was working in Milton Keynes. Everyone slags off Milton Keynes. Well, I had a great time there. Yeah, such, it's good. Such good it's got people. a snow dome as well. Yeah, but quite enjoyed yeah, that. Yeah, and, and, and you know, I lived there for four years, and only now, once I've left, am I deciding to learn to ski. <laughs> um, but yeah, but my point was that I wanted to get fit and I wanted yeah. to do a lot of things, but I didn't really have any direction or anything like that. And it wasn't until that I signed up um, to something that I was like really emotionally invested in, yeah. which for me was Everest Base Camp, but for you, it doesn't have to be. Uh, we're just saying that challenges work. Ever since I was a kid, I always wanted to summit Mount Everest. You know, I, I always kind of fantasized about what it would have been like back in those like romantic days of early yeah. mountaineering, you know, what, what it must have been like for us. Awesome. I find it exciting to envisage like Tenzing and Hillary like way, way up and just, you know, I don't know, just that feeling of just they, they've got past the Hillary step and they're on their way up to the summit ridge and they're higher than anyone else in the world, but they're completely alone at the same time. Yeah. The exhilaration of that. Anyway. What's we're talking about that though, it is the 70th anniversary this year. Is it? First yeah. ever summit. Oh, yeah. amazing. We'll have to do something special for that in May. Yeah. 100%. And I was Sorry, it's my point. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, also that. Um, but, um, <laughs> but yeah, and so, but obviously, you know, climbing Everest wasn't, wasn't there for me, but I thought, what in that arena, let's yeah, pick yeah. something in that yeah. arena. And for me, it was Everest Base Camp. And this is yeah. before Evertrek. This is everything. All I'd done to kind of have that idea was see a mate at the time who didn't work for an adventure travel company go and do it himself. Yeah, who was that? That was you. <laughs> um, yeah. And it worked. It really did work because yeah. I, like I think a lot of people, have failed in New Year's resolutions in the past. In fact, Same I, in fact, Same I can't recall one that I've stuck to. Yeah. And I think it was because I wasn't really emotionally invested. I wanted to be fitter. I wanted to be healthier. Yeah, yeah. I wanted to be happier. But at the same time, you know, the, the reasons why I wasn't was still there. Yeah. You know, like I was yeah, still yeah. lazy and motivated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I had to get rid of the lazy and the and re-engage the motivation in order to make it work. So picking a challenge did it for me. And it really did. Yeah, and I, I think a lot of you know a lot of Evertrekkers on here and just seeing some some wonderful comments as always. And I think definitely um good shout out to Bry as well. I think uh, set myself a challenge of doing your first ultra marathon. Running and walking from Brecker to Cardiff. Good man. Walking lazy. <laughs> Bry doesn't walk, either tracks or he runs. I've done he's, that. Uh, he's what? Brecken to Cardiff? Yeah, I did it on a bike. Oh, you don't have a bike. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, a little bit quicker, a little bit quicker. Mark McLennan, welcome, mate. Hi, guys. Hope everyone well. Now on the countdown to EBC, 25, 25th of March. Good luck, Mark. Not, um, it's close, isn't it? It's mad. We, we, we feel like we've only just stopped doing that because uh, I think it was in December was our last trip. Well, it was in November, but it went into December. And now we're, we're almost on to our first, another couple of months to our... Yeah. Our first trek in Nepal, but this week actually got our first trips. We got our first trips in Tanzania and Tupcal. So, um, yeah, really excited to, to get back <clears> trekking and, and to all ever trekkers who are going out there. Um, wherever you're going, um, safe journey over. Can't wait to see the pictures. Do um, get them posted. Yeah. And whilst we're here as well, don't forget, we'll um, I will look at this snazzy little thing that's going to come across the bottom of the. I hope it works. Yeah, it's not. It's not working. That is a real shame. Yeah, it's that, like, it's so snazzy. <laughs> that is so snazzy. I'm gonna snazzy. have to look snazzier. Oh, I, I know why. Is, is it gone wrong? It's no, no. I'll tell you what. I'm just gonna use this one. Comment with your questions. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> wicked. Um, as as you always know, we're we're really good with our tech on these lives. <laughs> I know we could have said it right. Yeah. Um, like, like... It one, took a while. Has emojis and stuff. I know it does, and it's uh, and and hopefully you get to see these. And um, if I get it, no, it doesn't work. That is so frustrating. But there we are. Anyway, I'm going to bring it back again. Comment with your questions, guys. That's what we're here for as well. Obviously, um, you know, like Mark going to EBC for the for the first time in March. 
Yeah. Uh, Mark, yeah, throw some questions, mate. We'd love to, to help you. I know there's a lot yeah. of um, Evertrackers who are doing challenges this year. Um, you know, some of them are not necessarily with us. Like, uh, I think Diane definitely has got some challenges with us this year in terms of uh, actual, but she's also doing some virtual challenges as well, which is yeah. amazing. Kind of I do cool. love those virtual challenges. They're, they're brilliant. Honestly, and, they're really good. Aren't they? Wish some of the medals are amazing. Wish I had the idea during COVID to do it. We'd be, uh, <laughs> I'd be a billionaire next. I was going to say, uh, they, they've done Laura, well. Laura, hey, hey, I miss you too. Oh, Laura's Laura actually, um, yeah, she's going to be climbing um, Ben Nevis five times in one day for oh, charity. Okay. Um, she absolutely loves Ben Nevis. It's her there's a, there's a long story behind that comment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She loves it. She loves it. Um, also, I want to give a little shout out to Jerome as well. Yes, um, Jerome. Put a really heartwarming video up the other day. Yeah. Um, I don't know if any of you guys have uh, followed Jerome or watched him, but he talks a little bit about, you know, the reasons why yeah. we, you know, put ourselves through this lifestyle because although it's amazing and it is healthy, it comes with a fair chunk of pain and suffering as well. Yeah. Um, and Jerome talks about like what it is in his DNA that makes him want to live an adventurous lifestyle and do it. And um, yeah, I thought it was a really, really good video. Um, yeah. So Jerome, props to you, my friend. Love the video. Yeah. Um, and you know that that definitely. And I'm um, sorry to jump in, Dave. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know what I was doing? I realised I haven't got my phone for the questions. Oh, there we go. It's okay. I can I can see a few of them there. Uh, but nice to get some questions in, guys. But yeah, Jerome. Um, you know, it's always it's always nice to, to hear about someone's journey, and that journey doesn't necessarily start with Evertrek. You know, it can start, um, you know, year, years back, and um, it's nice to hear. Um, you know, because it's a hard thing, isn't it, to, to put things out in, in in the public spotlight and you know social media. So Jerome, it was lovely and uh, very touching as well. So yeah, we we definitely had some tears over here. <laughs> um, but no, and I love that. And you know, sometimes you know we we you know we we I like to go deep sometimes in terms of the mindset stuff. But, you know, when you've got a challenge that's hooked so far into, you know, your family history and, and, and things like that, it, it really means a lot. And that, that can provide so much motivation. And, um, yeah, well done, mate. Well done. It was lovely. And I'm sure it won't be the last video we ever get from Jerome, um, definitely over the next um, few years anyway. Uh, but Marky V, ah, oh, mate, you have to catch it on catch up. Uh, <laughs> it's always um, uh, it's always always mad, isn't it? Whenever you're watching it, it's great that you guys tune in and, you know, it's, it's crazy. This is our third year of doing the Tuesday tune-in, which is mad since we started during COVID. Has it's it absolutely crazy. Long? Yeah. This is our third year of doing it. Wow. I know. I know. It's crazy, mate. They're actually, wow. people are still actually listening to us chat about rubbish. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's, um, it's a, both, both an honour and a, and a con, it's, it's, I, I don't know how it happens, to be honest, but um, no. it, is, it is amazing, like I said, because I long since ran out of people that are willing to sit and chat to me about this sort of stuff. You're literally the only person I know that I can talk to about it. What about this stuff? Uh, yeah, like if I want to sit down and talk for an hour about like the mindset of trekking, yeah. it's weird how like one by one all my friends just move away from me. <laughs> so um, you know me, I can talk about it anytime. It's uh, it's great as long as we're as long as we're always helping, and you know yeah. uh, we want to make sure that you know we bring as much value as we can, and hopefully we can um, obviously answer your questions before you go on these challenges. That's it, yeah. Um, you know, which means a lot. And hey, Tamarin, nice to um, nice to see you on the live. Christina as well. I know, I remember. I remember you being on the um, watching during COVID. I know a lot of our uh, diehard Evertrekkers have um, have been around for a while now. But uh, yeah, proud to have all of you uh, join us, even the people who are watching it non-live, and also the people who listen to it on the podcast as well. Because you know, yeah, the podcast has been great. Like we we still get a lot of views. We've also got plans over the next month or so to get some more of our original episodes. We've had a lot of guests on the podcast, but we realised that um, you know we we also we've had a a few kind of requests of the, the old kind of me and you uh, podcast episodes doom, doom, talking doom, about. Doom, doom, doom. Exactly. Doom, 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 you, know, doom, doom, you know the tune. You know the tune. Yeah, so, uh, which is great. They're my favorite to do. I love chatting to the guests because I, you always... Yeah. Um, a story, their background, yeah, what they and, do. And, yeah, it's amazing. My favorite podcasts are the type where I just like you, you know, where you just listen to people having a, like a long format discussion. Yeah. And me and you can talk for a long time. <laughs> about tracking and stuff so, yeah. Thing, eh? <laughs> so yeah let, let's do it Brilliant. but um yeah i mean uh, who, so who else have we got on the live because it's, it's funny like to start looking at people that have been around a while so obviously jerome i feel like he was here when we moved in um <laughs> jerome yeah he found us i think it was um it was uh, during covid wasn't it jerome i'm trying to kind of it feels I feel like it's a like that's when i first yeah. saw jerome's message pop up or maybe he emailed in or something like that. Like, yeah. and then he, and then and then he popped up. Tamrin, she's been around a while as well. I think I, I first looked at Tamrin 
got to have been pre, pre-COVID. Yeah, definitely yeah, yeah. 2019 and 2018, yeah. maybe. Pre-COVID, I think. It was a long time ago. Yeah. Um, it, it's funny. Like, there was a time when I knew every single customer by name. Both fortunate and, you know, <laughs> to not be able to do that. Well, you, uh, it's, it's quite interesting. We, we do get um, the odd person that kind of stops you on the road and goes, oh, you from Evertrek? And we're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, great to see you on the Tuesday tune-in. So, yeah, yeah at least they're at least they getting watched, which is always great. Yeah, when, I, when we come back to the UK, if we've been away, it's, it's like, um, you know how the Beatles were met off the plane when they arrived back from America? <laughs> it's like that. You know, there's loads of people there. I mean, weirdly, they're all wearing, like, high-vis jackets and stuff. And like that. <laughs> But I, I know what, I know what wow. they're really there for. You know, I know what they're really there for. Some of them dress up, like, with hats, and they've got epaulets on their shoulders and things like that. Is that what it is? Yeah, yeah. They're, 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 they're all, we know what. <laughs> brilliant no it's great as well some some great questions just coming through and um yeah we'll definitely delve into them i think the first one i'll tell you what would be good to answer where was it where was uh i think it was from chris because we've had a few questions come in on our, our whatsapp group as well first one um chris um chris clifford hurst hello chris how you doing ebc in october cannot wait wow mate it's um fast approaching how close to the dates do we arrange travel start on the 28th day what are you mean? Uh, I would recommend now. Yeah, um, there are flights. Yeah, one thing I do before I start ex- doing any sort of expenditure, so the order is get your insurance first, just so that's covered. If your flights have any changes or delays or stuff like that, it can be very yeah. handy to have that. Um, I also tend to book direct with the airline. Um, but the days of the last-minute cheap flights, particularly long-haul, and particularly when you've got a layover, I think they're kind of gone now. Um, it's, yeah. It's very... Um, it's tricky to kind of get them. I know someone that's booking flights now to go away in March, yeah. and it's a thousand. Really, to base camp. To base camp. Wow. Yeah. yeah. So it's I would can, say can um, have a look on the websites now. People yeah. like Qatar. I've always used Etihad. Turkish um, Airlines. Turkish Airlines. Air India. Yeah, Air India are good. They tend to be good value. I mean, they get there. They get there. Yeah. You know, um, not, not, what what happens in between? I can't guarantee the quality of it. I've flown with them. <laughs> flown with them twice. Yeah. And but you got there both times. And I, I did get there both that's times. Good. Yeah, that's good. And the plane was great. The food was great. What I will say is that there's long delays and stuff like that, and the customer service when I had to call them wasn't great. Yeah. Um, however, not to disparage Air India, yeah. If you want to give us free flights, I'll tell you. <laughs> <laughs> I take that back. But, um, but yeah, I would say start, start looking now. Start putting the feelers out now. Yeah, yeah. Start getting some quotes now. And if you see a good price, particularly if it's sort of seven hundred or under for a turn flight yeah. and a four lights, I'd be thinking about snapping it up. Um, yeah. I don't think they get much cheaper as it gets closer to the time. Yeah, and it's it's, it's interesting because. Um, in the summit zone, actually, we did a. I was, I was recording a workshop uh, the back end of last year, which was around um, uh, flight hacks. And anyone that's in the summit zone, by the way, um, definitely have a look at that in the in the members area. Anyone that isn't and wants to be a member of the summit zone, it's basically another opportunity um, to kind of work closely with with me and Dave. Um, definitely worth um, joining. Uh, you can do on a monthly, quarterly, or annual uh, subscription. But it's just something that we've done. Uh, if anyone wants to work a bit closer with us, yeah. Um, and there's a flight hacks workshop. And, and basically what that goes through, just give you a, a kind of uh, an outline, is that I, we know that there's challenges at the moment with flights. Um, it's because of the post-pandemic, you know, air, you know, aviation industry is up in the air. The airlines are trying to recoup. Did you? No, that, that, was, that was unintentional. That was unintentional, yeah. I know, clearly, isn't it? They always come out unintentionally. Yeah, yeah. But they are trying <clears throat> to recoup the losses that they had during COVID. So flights are uh, definitely a bit higher than they used to be. Um, that's for sure. Definitely the, the pre-pandemic. That is kind of taking a little bit of time to kind of even out. So, you know, there are a few things you can do to um, to get some cheaper flights. And some of them are really easy. You know, you've got inco- you know, you can go incognito window, um, you can use the VPN, all that stuff. But um, uh, definitely, if you're in the, the summit zone, definitely have a look at that yep. um, uh, flight workshop. Definitely. It was, uh, it was a really good one. Mark um, McKenna. <clears throat> Yeah, Mark McLennan. Uh, I used to know Mark McLennan. Yeah. Did you? you? When I lived in Olness. You sure that's the same Mark? Uh, you never uh, know. Mark, you live in Olness? Yeah. <laughs> I, I, if it is, we, we used to be friends as, well, when we were kids. Yeah. Um, he was a crazy guy, the guy I was friends with. All right, so Mark, Mark McLennan. Yeah, like, he was like, he, he was that one mate that, like, you know, if you said, like, do you reckon you could jump off that tree and survive? He'd be like, let's find out. Wow. Okay, <laughs> yeah. wow. So maybe that's you, Mark. Um, yeah. Anyway, you know a guy that swears by the Wim Hof method breathing technique for altitude. Any thoughts on this? Brilliant. Um, mm. I've never used it, but I'll be honest with you, I haven't read the Wim Hof book. 
You've oh, used it. Yeah. Do you reckon it works? Yeah, definitely. I mean, uh, you know, there's a caveat with all of this is that um, Vim Hof, it's amazing. Um, uh, you know, more the cold water stuff I'm into rather than the breathing techniques. But uh, oh, it's Inverness, but it must be an hour. That's, cre- that's crazy close because, yeah, I used to live in Inverness. Inverness is what, like half hour away? Yeah, hour? half hour, 40 minutes. Yeah, yeah it's not far. 45 minutes. Just you never know, Mark. <laughs> You're jumping out of any trees. <laughs> but um, no, no, go back to the Vim Hof stuff. It is really good, and there's a lot of science behind it. Um, personally, like the very first time I went to base camp, I didn't really know Vim Hof at the time. This was, you know, we're talking several, eight years ago now. And um, there were some things I, I did with my breathing that I kind of accidentally maybe knew before because I got asthma, um, you know, and I wanted to try and essentially, as I walk uphill, I'm literally like exhaling really quickly and then obviously trying to get as much oxygen in as possible. So if I'm going up a steep incline, you can hear me going like, <gasps> you know, I was doing that, literally forcing as much sort of um, carbon dioxide out of um, my lungs, trying to get as much oxygen into the lungs. And it clearly worked because when I got to the top of the hill, I won out of breath, I could talk, and I was like, oh, that's all right, that's worked. But literally, that was just something off the top of my head that I just thought of to use. You can even hear your breathing around you when you're... When you're <laughs> I know, yeah, yeah. Like, but then I can talk when I stop, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, hey, guys. <laughs> I, I, I can, I just don't have much to say. <laughs> but no, like, yeah, I, I, honestly, I, I need to look into yeah. the Wim Hof stuff. Like, I was a little bit cool on him originally, but only because I think... I. I, I read the marketing that he summited Everest in his pants or something like that. And I was like, it was a little I, was like, I was like, yeah, I was like, yeah, I was like he didn't <laughs> rubbish. Yeah. But having said that, yeah. um, I've recently got into the cold water stuff and I want to do more of it. Yeah. It's brilliant. Um, really good. And I definitely can see the breathing is probably the biggest challenge that I have when I get into yeah. cold water. I feel like I can't breathe. Yeah. Like when we got in that, shocks you, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. But like, I don't know whether this is just me or everyone, because sometimes I get in and everyone's like, just try and breathe, Dave. And when I'm trying to breathe, my body's on probably me. I can't. It's like for the first 30 seconds, it's like I'm dying. So I might buy the book and read it. And if he's got a breathing technique that helps you deal with cold water. There um, is um, the, the breathing stuff. I have read about it. I've tried it out a little bit. It's quite hard because um, my lung capacity isn't great, for one. And I'm definitely trying to get it as, 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 large, as, larger the, as, as large as I can because uh, it will help our altitude. Um, and definitely it's quite... Some of it you've got to breathe uh, like a certain amount of times within a certain amount of time, and some of those breaths a long time. It's um it's definitely science that it works, but in terms of from our um you know, I say our opinion yeah that the cold water stuff is more we could give you more opinions on that. I've been doing the cold water stuff for a very long time, showers, dips in cold water. I've been doing it for years, um, and that stuff definitely works. The breathing techniques I'm not so clued up on. I can't do the showers, you know. Really, it has to be in the wild. Just try it. Just just go, no, I, just go nuts. Just it, go, come on. Well, for me, it's more the. I only do the cold water stuff purely for the for the mindset. Right. Afterwards. Yeah, yeah. That's I realise yeah, I think yeah. I'm a natural, by the way. You know, because well, cold water. Well, yeah, got in. Did 15 minutes first. Off the bat. Off the bat. Yeah, you, you did. Know? Yeah, fair dues. And I, I was like, I. I was nice. I was sitting there, and there was this weir, and it was like you know heron on the weir and stuff, and I was just sitting there in the cold, just watching it, thinking like, this is great. <laughs> like I'm so cold. I can't think about anything. That's great, isn't it? And then it's, it's good for mindfulness. And then after yeah, yeah. a while, the coldness doesn't seem to bother you so much, but your mind is still kind of clear. Yeah. So it's great. I was just looking at this like heron, <laughs> and Andy's like, oh, "Good night, Dave." I was like, "Okay." <laughs> and I go, I know, I'm like, I literally had to drag him out the first Honestly, time. But so you did so well. I want well to keep. I want to keep up to it. I, do, definitely. I definitely think there's something in it. Also, Des Lally, who we had on the podcast. Yes. Who, um, you know, he's the guy that did Panavan every day for a year. Yeah, there's um, a lot of really 24 hours of rugby on the summit of Panavan. I don't know if any of you've ever been there, but it's not grass. I can tell you that. Nothing. Um, touch rugby, right? Touch rugby. Yeah, yeah. yeah you, you couldn't get couldn't get insurance for the rest. Yeah, he, oh, t- he told me that um, one of the guys that he does the cold water dipping with does it for his mental health and says oh, he never has a bad day afterwards. It's true. Like honestly, any um, I know we we talked a lot about um, the cold water stuff before Christmas, but yeah, just to kind of sort of go over what we what what, what that you know what that was about, and definitely it, it helps the mind. You know, we, we go back to what we're talking about today, challenges. Um, if there's something that can help your training or your body during, you know, in, in facing a challenge, yeah, give it a go. It's, it's not for everyone. Um, certainly, like, I love the cold water stuff. Um, one, yeah, like as Dave said, you do get a lot out of it in terms of, um, you know, from a mental side, but your body obviously mm. um, starts some processes, um, you know, and again, if you read some books about Vimhoff, mm. 
processes that happen by cold water therapy is amazing. Yeah. Um, very good for you as well, especially the cold water shower stuff, which I've done for, for a long time. Um, you know, good for the immune system. It's got so many benefits and, you know, we could do a whole yeah. live off the back of that. Maybe but... we'll do a cold water, cold, like, I, I will say, I don't think it's for everyone. No. It wasn't for me for nearly 40 years. And also, feel take your eyes out if you even suggest she goes <laughs> in the water. Thanks, Sarah. Uh, cold water swimming is invigorating. It certainly is, mate. It certainly is. Uh, Lorna, um, how is COVID in Tanzania now? Um, yeah. To be honest, I think it's about on par with pretty much the rest of the world. Yeah. Tanzania, to be fair, was, I think, slow on the uptake in terms of dealing with COVID. Yeah. Um, part of that is just the nature of what it is to be in one of those countries like Nepal and like Tanzania. Yeah. Um, you know, there's a lot of day-to-day -day problems that those countries go through that are perhaps equal to COVID, you know, yeah. like malaria is a big issue in Tanzania. Most of the uh, people I've spoken to over there have had malaria, uh, you know, once or twice in their life. And, yeah. you know, the, the challenge of getting clean water and things like that. So there's a lot of other things that come into it. I will yeah. say that I've been to Tanzania, um, yeah, a few times then, and we've, we've run loads and loads of trips that uh, are running, you know, perfectly safely and adequately. Yeah. My advice is to do the same thing you do here. You know, if you have a concern for yeah. COVID, which is completely valid, just take all the necessary precautions that you want to do in order to stay safe. Biggest one for me, and it's a good idea for any trip, is the hand sanitizer. It'll not yeah. only keep you, um, you know, relatively safe from uh, catching or transmitting COVID, but also like stomach bugs and things like that. Yeah. So, yeah. Do the same, same. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I think, um, you know, obviously we've got trips starting this week now, first trips of the year to, to, to Tanzania. And um, yeah, the, the same, as Dave said, the same processes you go through. I think you also hit the nail on the head there regarding like hand sanitizer. And, you know, you used to use that a lot before mm. because one thing you don't want to get is a dodgy belly or anything before, whilst you're on the mountain. You know, like anything, if you have, you know, diarrhea or anything for a couple of days, <clears> it can really sap your energy. Um, you know, we've, we've all had it, um, you know, the old deli belly, the Nepalese napalm. Tanzanian terror. That's it. Yeah, we've had it. It's, it's been, you know, the... Um, what's the Peruvian one? Oh, oh, what's it called? I can't remember now, but we had one, didn't we? We got a few. It's our Montezuma's Revenge. Was that, was that, that, was, that was Montezuma's that's the, Revenge? <laughs> I think that's more like a, a Central American, but there we go. Yeah. Um, um, I have a point about Tanzania. Okay. Um, a customer asked me the other day. Yes. Um, this is a bit off topic, but I wanted no, to get okay. in yeah, on the yeah. live. It's a good, good question. Um, yeah. was about, a customer said the other day, do I need malaria? Do, do I recommend yes, malaria that's right. pills in Tanzania? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the, he went to a travel clinic. Um, I forget the name of which one he went to. Yeah, yeah. Um, it doesn't matter anyway. And he was advised, he said, I'm going to Tanzania. Yeah. Do I need malaria tablets? And they said, no. They said, you can do, it's an option, but because there's not many mosquitoes at high altitude, you don't need the malaria pills. I just want to say that that is complete, that's wrong. Yeah. If you were going to Tanzania, incorrect. <laughs> you absolutely must take the malaria tablets yes. because you are in, you're not a high, you don't fly into the summit of Kili. Yeah. I guarantee you there are still mosquitoes, at least on the first two days of the trip well, itself. Yeah, big tree camp. We, there was definitely some there. Yeah, and in yeah. Shira one, yeah, yeah. we saw them. And also there are three days and three nights particularly where you are in Moshi, in the town. And it only takes one mosquito to bite you, yeah, to transmit malaria. Yeah, and yeah, we've yeah. both been there in the nights, yeah, and you, will, you yeah. will get munched to oblivion. Yeah, yeah. It is impossible it's part of the challenge. to avoid it. Even with all the sprays and the repellents and things like that, you yeah. will get bit by a mosquito at some point. Absolutely take your malarone. You have to take yeah. it for like a few days. cycling, whatever you're on. Yeah, and take it the prescribed way, so before the trip, during the trip, and after the trip. Yeah. Because um, it only takes one mosquito, so I just wanted to clarify that. Just in case, no, no, it's great. Yeah, yeah. Other, other people might said. have received the same advice that oh, yeah, yeah. you don't need it because you're going up to altitude. Yeah, yeah. Where it's not true, you can get bitten on. You know, you can get bitten while you're on your way to the airport. And you yeah, it's, it's a good point. And you know, I'm sure, you know, that they regarding the advice they received. It, you know, it, it's always when it comes back to us, we're like, oh, I probably would would take them. You know, we always want to try and try to help you guys and be completely transparent and honest. Um, you know, just because your health clinic can say one thing doesn't mean it's always right. Obviously, we, you know, we always promote uh, Nomad Health Clinics, who we, um, you know, we've got a um, quite a good partnership with, and we've worked with for the last uh, sort of three or four years. Um, you know, so definitely, um, you know, we always recommend them. But there are a lot of health clinics around the UK, 
um, and definitely have a chat with them and you know sometimes push back as well and say that you've heard from other people you know if you hear this by the way um, that you know um, malaria tablets are a must and definitely if you go into anywhere that um, has you know malaria you need malaria tablets definitely mm -hmm. and you know we've heard of some of our team over in Tanzania have had malaria over their life obviously they've lived there their entire life well, well scared, yeah. In Tanzania. He did, yeah. Shell yeah. Cold. So it, and this isn't to to scare you guys, but um obviously we always want to make sure that you know you, you you go into these places safely. Um mm. and safety's you know paramount importance. I sometimes want to take Malarone if I go up to Scotland in the summer. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> well because of all the uh, all, all the uh, what do you call them? Because of all the midges. Midges, yeah. yeah. Oh. I don't think they trans uh, transmit anything, but um if, to keep away. if it's gonna make the leap, it's gonna happen. <laughs> and, uh, it's gonna happen with those little uh, brilliant, little brilliant. I did see um, a comment from Scott McDean, actually. Um, me and my wife Eileen off to Tupacan in March. She's worried about holding people up as it's a first adventure. I've told her not to worry about it. But yeah, Scott. Um, we'll give you the opportunity to say, come on, Eileen, a lot during the trip. <sighs> you know what? I didn't want to say it, but I knew you would say that. Yeah, yeah. Scott, I I'm sure Eileen gets that a lot, but um, honestly, oh, I bet if she someone says that, I bet she cracks up punch. every time she hears it. <laughs> no, no. But uh, on a serious note, um, just regarding that, you know, if she is worried about holding people up. Um, <clears throat> when you're on high altitude, and Scott, I can't can't recall if you've been on a trip with us already, mate. Um, definitely just comment. Let's know if you have. Um, is that you know we 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 tend to any any trek of high altitude is is slow compared to like, you know, going going for a hike in the UK, for instance. Um, great to get out, and you know, if you've got a challenge this year that you put in the diary. Definitely get out in the mountains in the UK, whatever you are. But when it comes to, to holding people up, it's not really doesn't really come into it. Um, you know, there might be times where he's like, uh, you know, there's kind of okay, we want to get to a particular point by this time, and there's that kind of time pressure as such. But it's more, you know, if, if you are late, it's not a problem. Like at the end of the day, safety is, is 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 paramount, and you know, you don't want to go up quickly. Sometimes you do come quicker on the way down, but again, safety you've got to make sure you don't fall. You know, some of the um, you know, it can be quite rocky, can be a bit snow, so you don't want to rush that. You've got to get down safely. So the guides will will manage that for you. Um, so just tell Eileen that um, uh, you know, yeah, you are right, not not to kind of worry about that too much. And we always like to say that we go as slow as the slowest person. Um, you know, every trip is managed differently by the guy. They all bring different skills and personality to it, and they'll obviously communicate in certain ways on how they manage the pace. But they uh, obviously regarding you know Evertrek guides, they are kind of briefed and um you know taught the ever track away which is going as slow as the slowest person yeah um but yeah look forward to, to hearing how uh, yourself and eileen get on yeah awesome nice uh georgie clark is here georgie how are you doing mate good to see you back on um <clears throat> back to it no surgery on knee required brilliant i heard there was um it was definitely on the cards yeah ah so scott you did uh, msbc in calipatar last month scott awesome mate Sorry, I know it's it's hard to keep track. We had um, again, we go back to the numbers we were talking about at the beginning of the live. Um, yeah, we had almost 900 people um, over in uh, Nepal. So, yeah, it's been a it was a busy year last year, yeah, uh, which was which was amazing. Is but, Georgie the one that often lives inside yes, metal tanks? And he stuff? is. He is. Yeah. So he's he's back to work, but with rules. So does that mean he's not allowed to go in any tank deeper than he can sort of <laughs> jump back out of now because his leg doesn't work? But he, but it says he's but at least a year before he's allowed to climb mountains. Or ah, tanks. they said that to me. And they were right, um, <laughs> but yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think um, back to work with rules, oh, mate. Those rules, eh? They're more like guidelines, anyway. You know. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> Sorry, I'll, I'll be honest. I, yeah, I didn't follow every rule that I was given when I, when my, really? I, I followed the big ones. The big ones, yeah. you know. And um, no skiing. Yeah, but yeah. So I, I I wanted to learn to ski, and instead they said no, try snowboarding, which I did. Um, first five minutes of the first day and my bum hurt for three months after. Because <laughs> um, of the skin? Uh, no, because of the board and you fall, oh, sorry, on, you fall on your ass all the time it kills. But, um, Brilliant. But yeah, George, you take it easy, mate. And um, just work a little bit at it every day is what I did. Yeah. Even some days, you know, if I wasn't able to do any like strength testing, if it was aching and stuff like that, I just practiced like straightening it, bending it, straightening yeah. it. God, the amount of hours I've spent just straightening a leg, you wouldn't believe it. Yeah, well, it's you just know? A, you know, that rehabilitation process can take a while but georgie um yeah mate um you know hope it goes well and you know let's know how you're getting on it's always good sometimes isn't it to to chat about how you're doing and certainly um you know yeah i've got get some advice for people who've been through it i've got loads of tips that i can help you with knee stuff yeah message dave yeah message me georgie and i will sort Definitely. you out with um good recommendations of knee braces 
um, you know, exercises, all that sort of stuff. Yeah, geez, sounds like it was a biggie. Um, Georgie, I can't remember. What, what was it that happened? Was it um, a bike accident or something? Or when you were hiking? I can't remember what it was now. But um, anyway, mate, um, yeah, definitely. There's a, we talk about challenges um, and New Year's resolutions today. And I think, yeah, obviously, it's going to be a big challenge for you. But um, I, think, I think that's certainly one challenge that you're going to succeed on. And that's, um, you know, get back walking, get back going downstairs. I know you mentioned there, but again, you know, small steps. Um, but you can get there, mate, definitely. Awesome. Um, yeah, good luck with that. Camilla Field has said, yep. all our team yetis can't join you, but it's my big yep. 5-0 this year. Um, so my 2023 challenge is I'm going to summit five peaks, one awesome. for each decade, starting with Mount Tupacal this weekend. Brilliant. Epic. Uh, what a, That's the sort of challenge you want to do. So with that in mind then, four peaks this year, Dave? Am I doing four peaks this well, year? Well, I'm just thinking in the same. Can we do four peaks? Oh, right. Sorry, yeah, because I'm turning 40 in May. Yeah. Uh, if I'd have known that, I'd have done, <laughs> I'd have done Tupacal in January. Oh, is that <laughs> it? I'm going to get it you in. can't get it. But no, yeah, yeah, <laughs> why not? Why not? Let's do four peaks. I'll well, do, Camilla, I'll do I mean, Penavan three times and Mera. Uh, it, um, yeah, Camilla, and looking at that then. So what other peaks have you have you got on the, yeah, on the agenda? I'm about, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm really interested to hear that. I reckon well, if I was gonna do five peaks in one year, which would I choose? I do Tupcal, that's a good one. Kilimanjaro. Kilimanjaro. I do Island Peak. And Mera Peak. And Mera do Peak. Do a Tufa, yeah. Island and Mera. And then finish with a Aconcagua, yeah. Yeah. That would be heck of a year. I tell you what, you'd be fit as a fiddle after doing all that. You've got two of the seven. You've got two of the seven summits, yeah. Yeah, yeah you have, yeah. Brilliant, brilliant. Well, look, um, yeah, Camilla, let's know, let's know um, where your, um, you know, where your, where these other peaks are, what you're doing. Yeah. Um, always interested to to hear the stories. Um, but yeah, great stuff. And look, when we don't forget to comment with some questions, guys. Obviously, we've got a little bit more time left. What we got about uh, 15, 20 minutes. Um, but just going back to what we were talking about, because um, obviously, again, I don't see any more questions at the moment. Um, definitely with Georgie there. Oh, mate, uh, yeah, it sounds like it happened in Nepal, didn't it? Um, ah, well, good luck for the next recovery, mate. Um, hopefully it goes all well. Um, let's have a look. Uh, what have we got? Adam, we got, hey, guys, get the wife in training with three peaks this year. Then want we'll to join you next year for Everest BC. Definitely, Adam. Get the date. We always talk about... Um, challenges and sometimes you know it's uh you know if it's next year so what are we looking at 2024 um is getting the uh, getting the date in the diary i remember i uh we go back to the summit zone i had our first coaching call uh which i think was back in october or november uh, and i remember mark was talking about who wasn't um booked on one of our trips but he wants to do Everest base camp and i said right my, my challenge mark is to get you booked on a trip because um once you've got the date to kind of work towards um, it's a lot easier for, for one to get stuck into the training. You've got motivation because you have to get fit for it. Um, but it's good to have something to aim for. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you tell people about it, it makes you excited. Um, you know, and I do get some people who are like, yeah, we're going to do it this time, but we'll, we'll get around to it. Um, you know, but yeah, I definitely challenge you, Mark. Definitely get that. Uh, sorry, Adam. Um, sorry, because mm-hmm. there's Adam, Mark. Uh, get that Get that date in the diary. We've, we've got some dates for, for 2024, and we'd, we'd love to have you as part of that journey. Um, Excellent. with your wife yeah it'd be great and three peaks i'll tell you what if you can do the three peaks um you know with the physicality that comes with doing that obviously it's not as quick as that the Everest base camp is more of a journey you know, you're traveling through a landscape rather than going for peaks um obviously you can climb Kalapatar. um but getting to Everest base camp is, is is a little bit different but you know if you've got the fitness levels to do the three peaks you can you can do Everest base camp yeah 100 percent, definitely I, I would uh, you know knowing the the kind of we go back to look at the stats from last year um you know we know that you know percentage of those those people who were, who were on that track um you know they hadn't done the three peaks they just done some hiking they've been to the gym uh, maybe their fitness levels wasn't as high as probably they should have been but they made it and they yeah. got there and they you know they they, they achieved something yeah 100 you know? i mean it's important to be as physically prepared as you can possibly be it gets warm doesn't it, it gets warm um but yeah like there's it's twofold training, you know, part of it is the mindset. And I yeah. think you can gain that by doing things like the three peaks challenge and things like that. Cause often when you <clears> do <throat> that type of challenge, you are physically and mentally broken yeah. at some point on it. And I often think that that's how you like expand, expand your boundaries, you know, is by yeah. doing all these training and, you know, I was out on the weekend and it was the first time in a long time where I got absolutely soaked wet through. Yeah. Like I was ringing from head to toe. 
And it's good though, because it, it, it's good to stress the body like that because it becomes accustomed to it. And then when it happens in a situation for real, yeah. like when you're on your way to uh, you know, the Himalayas or on a high peak somewhere, yeah. you've been through that before. Um, so you know you don't get overwhelmed by that and stuff. Hey Tom, how's it going? Mambo, Tom he's Bassetto. in the uh, Jambo, mate, I hope you're having a good time, enjoying the pool, enjoying the surroundings. I know you got uh, you had some spare days, didn't you, before, uh, mate? I hope you're enjoying yourself um, over in in Tanzania. We've got malaria tablets. Yeah. Um, Jim Blues, hey Jim, how you doing? When will the Langtang Valley Vamusco be ready? Good question. We've got it on our um, essentially some of the newer trips. We're trying to get the uh, the app access up and running. So yeah, mate, not not too long. I know that um, the head of projects fee's been been massively on that um, with regards to getting Vamoose and also Zach as well, who's been looking after all of our mm -hmm. content, getting it kind of rolled out. Um, and Langtang, we're not a million miles away from that, so, um, no. uh, Jim. But we'll definitely contact you when it's ready. We've posted in the group and say, right, guys, anyone from these trips, these trips, and we can get on them. And you got your uh, get your your, your details. Um, but yeah, really really good, Andrew Scott. I think it was we we're talking about flight prices here. Yeah, and it's it's definitely a subject. I know um, I checked, was it just over a thousand pounds? It can. Um, it, the flights at the moment are a bit nuts. Like I've been looking at flights um, for like half term, um, going back over to um, uh, to speak to our Icelandic suppliers because we got some of those trips coming this year, going over in February. Um, so yeah, we're just kind of ironing that out as well. But we're going over there, and yeah, flights for anywhere at the moment are higher than 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 normal um you know hopefully it kind of you know evens itself out a little bit um over the coming you know over the coming year uh i think as i said earlier guys that the kind of post-pandemic um surge obviously the, the 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 increased demand the supply is fluctuating and and this is the result um as well as obviously airlines want to make a little bit more money after yeah. covid so uh yeah definitely it's um do bear with it, and sometimes it's worth waiting maybe another 12 months if, if that's a biggie for you. And you know, because I realize these you know flights of prices there, they can be a lot. Um, you know, I, I suppose the only big way we can really help out with that is you know, um, regarding our payment plans. We do, if, if you know, a lot of you guys have been around the community for a while, you know how it works with Evertrek. But for anyone that isn't, you can spread your payments over flexible monthly, um, uh, in chunks. Yeah, so if that kind of helps you guys, um, you know, maybe factor in. You know, because I know with sometimes with flights you can't do that. You gotta you gotta pay for them. Um, but with with us, obviously for your trip, you can pay that in installments. Yeah. Um, just to help out. Uh, David Clift, Happy New Year, mate. Uh, great to see you on the live. Happy New Year, Davo. Always um, great to see David on. Christina's asked a cool question. Um, yeah. Originally booked on Killy, but was now yes. thinking my Tupcal in Morocco in November instead, Ooh. as it sounds more affordable. Uh, would that realistically be cheaper or just as expensive? Good question. Because you need to buy all the winter gear. So. Tupacal, whichever way you cut it, if you're looking at a four or eight day, is going to be less expensive than Kilimanjaro. The kit that you need, to be honest, to do sort of Tupacal in winter and Kilimanjaro is largely the same. Very similar, yeah. You know, um, you know, Tupacal in winter, which I which I just did, you'd 100% need warm and insulated clothing, but you're also going to need sort of lighter, cooler clothing for the walk up to the refuge. Yeah. And it's the same on Kilimanjaro. So in terms of equipment-wise, they're probably about the same. Yeah. You might need a few more items um, if you do compared to the four-day Tupacal to Kili. But say you were doing the, the Kilimanjaro trip and the Tupacal eight-day, yeah. you probably need the exact same amount of equipment, I'd be yeah, honest with you, because definitely. both of them require... Oh, you know, you climb up uh, uh, to high altitude peak, which is going to have snow on top and things like that. So, yeah, yeah we we did. In fact, Tupacal, I, I actually, yeah, it's made this. It was probably colder than when I went up Killy, but that was unusual because it was hit yeah. by a bit of a, a storm. So, yeah, I would say the equipment you need is about the same. Yeah, um, yeah, and, but the trip cost, obviously, that's that's where you, you know it's going to be more or less affordable for you. So, yeah, do whatever you need to do. Yeah, as well, and, and and something about that, Christina, as well. Um, looking at it, if you wanted to to push Killy to the following year, because I think sometimes um, you know, it's good to to get these in, and uh, that challenge we want you, we want you to fulfil that challenge, you know, to get to Killy, it's um it's a biggie, and obviously Tupacal is amazing, you can't get around it, but there's something about being on the you know the highest peak in the, you know the African continent, um, that is special. Obviously, I I love Tupacal as well, it's brilliant. But Kili is um is definitely a special summit. But yeah, and and Tupcal, it's tough November, um, winter conditions, windy. Um, yeah, it's uh, you know if, if you need to buy a lot of equipment, like they've said, a lot of a lot of the equipment you use at high altitude is transferable. There are some 
differences. You know, if you're climbing, um, you know, if you are climbing in winter, or if you're going on a bigger peak like Island Peak, Mera Peak, Aconcagua, you know, in terms of like level of quality and maybe a bit more technical gear. Yeah. But generally, the trekking trips that we do is very transferable. So you don't need to feel like you're buying stuff all the time. Um, you know, if you if, if you're on a bit of a budget. Uh, but yeah, good good question though. Definitely, uh, very good. Uh, Amy Thixton, how you doing? Not a hardened trekker, but really looking forward to my first solo adventure to Machu Picchu in June. Um, 18 months after an operation, losing the sight in one eye, bring oh, on the wow. challenge. Um, no, honestly, Amy, you're going to love it out there. I did Machu Picchu back in September. Um, yeah, it's been a bit, um, I know, uh, you know, with regards to uh, people, uh, we've had some comments around um, Peru as well, um, because there's a lot of uh, protests and uproar. Um, at the moment, um, like, yeah, and for us, obviously, our first trip is in April to Machu Picchu. We're kind of hoping it's all going to blow over by then. Um, as with any um, country um, in the world, it can be political upheaval, some worse than others. We've certainly had some customers, wasn't it? We were over in Ecuador with yeah. some protests. It's not nice. I think if there's any risk of that, you know, we can, we can look at moving it, but we don't foresee it at the moment. Any, But any, you know, official guidance will, will definitely let you know. Yeah. If there's any impact to your trip, but you know you're going in June, that's plenty of time, um, and you can have a, a lovely, lovely time. Bring on the challenge! Exactly, that's the, that's the, um, that's the attitude, awesome. mate. Uh, Jerome has asked Tupcal in November crampons. Ooh. Yeah, highly likely. Yeah. Um, I went in December, and what was strange? So I've done it. I haven't done it twice. I've been to the. I've been on. To, I've been on to Tupcal twice. Probably at one point. What was it one point eight? And weirdly, when I went in April, the snow line was a lot lower. Um, yeah, it was, wasn't it? So when, um, you know, so about an hour and a half lower than the refuge, we reached the snow line. Um, however, the yeah. conditions were much, much hotter yeah. and much warmer on the mountain. When I went in December, the, the snow line started <clears throat> pretty much just at the refuge or just slightly above Love it yeah and it was a lot more mixed terrain so there was ice as well as snow and then rock so it involved so when we first did it in april crampons went on at the refuge and stayed on to do come back yeah, to the refuge it was awesome yeah yeah when we did it in december i think four or five times we had to stop to change to take them on and put them off you yeah know, to to get to the summit i would say in november is highly highly likely you're going to be in a similar situation where you're going to be taking them on and off a couple of times but they will yeah. be needed yeah and regarding access to those obviously if you don't you know own any crampons um, as it is in the uk you can use them out there and if you haven't used any um you know november is a little bit earlier than december so you know you might not get as much but if there is a risk of, of it the, the team have got them there um it's i think it's like was it per day, like four euros a day or something, something like that? Something like that, yeah. yeah. So, so we, to hire them, it's quite it's quite cheap over there if you yeah. need to use them. I mean, to be honest, yeah. if you are thinking of getting, of doing that, yeah, you can buy a set of um, the C1 crab bombs. Yeah. The ones with like the, the heel the cage and toe cage. Yeah. yeah. More flexible, designed for like um kind of like a B1 boot. Um, so yeah. something like a Mandel Bhutan, which is a little bit stiffer than a really flexible one. Bingo. Um, I'm going to put yeah, it there <laughs> You know, and then it's going to be useful for you in your life because if you've got that desire yeah. and you're not just going to be one and done doing Tupcal and then off, you can go to Scotland in the winter, you can go to Snowdon and yeah. any peaks in the winter in the UK, you, you're best to have them in your pack, right? Definitely, definitely. It's, uh, and it's fun as well. It's a new skill. It's new feeling. You know, um, it's one of my favorite um, times to, to actually, when I'm on snow and I've got crampons on, I feel like a kid in a sweet shop. Honestly, I really... It's definitely something that um, uh, you know. It feels, you know, feels like your proper adventure. So yeah, it's um, definitely if, you, if you're doing two calibre winter. Um, not saying that the summer months aren't amazing to go up there as well. We had some amazing trips last year. Some great groups actually to Tupcal over yeah. the summer months. Too hot for me. But if um, yeah, if, if temperature is, yeah. is something that's um, a big deal, then then definitely the November through to, to kind of April, even May. Um, you know, you can you're gonna have some snow uh, potentially up there. Sometimes in the summer, we even stay outside of the refuge. Yeah, um, yeah, they do. We, don't uh, they? we bring yeah. tents up. It's quite um, hot in the refuge. Quite hot in the refuge. There's yeah. like 15 of you packed into one room, yeah. maybe more. It can get very hot if it's hot, you know. Um, yeah. In the summer, the temperature doesn't go much below the teens. <clears throat> much nicer to be in a smaller tent with just like one other person or whatever. It's uh, yeah, nice. Um, well, look, uh, just to finish off, because we've got about five minutes. A couple of um, yeah, a couple of things to chat about. Because one thing I wanted to kind of drip in is to um, is talk about what's going ahead for the next year. Um, from an Evertrek standpoint. Mm -hmm. 
Um, obviously, we've got a lot of uh, challenges. We've got a lot of um, you know trips that are, are running, uh, challenges that Evertrackers are taking on. Um, but yeah, with um, our successful um, crowdfunding uh, we did in uh, the back end of last year, um, it's now uh, we haven't had the money yet. We're waiting for it. But um, yeah, it pretty much allowed us to, to develop new trips. Um, we're going to be working on some new systems. We're going to be doing some some fun stuff uh, now in 2023, which is amazing and moving the business forward uh, even more. So yeah, um, definitely look out for some new releases. Um, very, very quickly, we're going to be doing the uh, Tour de Mont Blanc um, uh, sometime in January. So we'll be releasing that. We're still sort of tweaking it a little bit, getting that ready. Um, uh, also as well, the Mont Blanc Summit trip, which is going to be huge. Mm -hmm. Scandinavia, I see one. We're going over to Iceland to sort all that out, um, as well as uh, the rest of Scandinavia. So really excited um, about some of the trips. Um, we've also got some new trips we're going to release this year in Nepal. Um, which we've been working on, um, and other trips in other areas that we also run trips, especially a couple of new ones in Peru, uh, which we're really excited about. So, yeah, just wanted to throw that in there as the first kind of, um, you know, to our community, if you watch this live or not watching this live, or maybe you watch it on the replay, um, something to, to look out for. Um, off the back of that as well, um, we have got something that's coming in. Most of you might have been uh, seen an email that went out, um, I believe it was uh, yesterday, um, and it was around um, at the end of the month, we're having a, um, a price increase. Um, now, obviously, we're, we always, um, you know, we, we, we don't, it's not something we, we kind of want to do. I think it's just the, um, obviously, with the, the level of the economy right now, the, you know, the cost of living, all that, all that different things that come into it. Obviously, our prices have gone up uh, in terms of um, our um, costs. So, you know, we don't want to sacrifice on the quality of all the trips that we do. And to maintain that, we had to adjust some of our prices. Now, obviously, to everyone that's booked in, um, nothing's happening with your price, uh, of course. This is just for any new bookings. And I know a lot of you have already got a lot in the diary. But just to, um, you know, we wanted to give you enough notice. It was the end of the month. Yeah. Um, we put out an email. There'll be some more emails over the coming uh, weeks. Uh, but to anyone want to get booked in on a trip, um, you can do that. Um, obviously, if you go on one of our monthly payments, um, the, the deposit's just £10. And that just means that, obviously, you, you know, if you want to lock in a trip now, um, I know some of you guys were thinking about 2024 and haven't booked yet. This is an opportunity maybe to lock in the, the, the price that it is now before our prices do go up. Um, you know, we're really excited, you know, about all the things that we do with the Evertracker community, all of our new trips, um, all the events we're going to be attending this year. Like, yeah, we, we're really excited about the year. Like, obviously, we've we've got some personal goals ourselves that we've set in yeah. terms of mountains we're going to climb. Obviously, it's your 40th this year. We've got a lot of mountains to, to climb. I know yeah. we're, we're doing Mara Peak at the end of the year, November very excited about hopefully yeah. all going well we might even do a tufa do a, a tufa yeah so i'm really looking forward to that one to do island peak and mara peak in the same same trip it's funny it was when it was yeah. when, when i was in tukal and you're, you're already climbing one mountain and you're already locking in the next <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah why not why the not? next two yeah but um yeah that's going to be big one be in epic, November, isn't it? Big really one. cool um so yeah but i hope that's been kind of useful today dave i mean so much to talk about today but that was that was really good really no good. yeah it's pretty good it's pretty good i mean um Glad Georgie's doing okay. You know, we're a community yeah. as knee people. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But no, honestly, yeah, it's great to get back into it. Um, funny enough, I actually think we're back into it, and I think we're off next. <laughs> I know, isn't it? So we're we're travelling again next Tuesday. Yeah, but... but we'll, have um, some, we'll have some classics. We're, we're, we're going to speak to some of the other Yetis and see if they want to jump in. Um, typically, bad timing, but we're back the, the, the week after. Um, with you, you, you lovely Evertrackers, but... Uh, yeah, any, any final words on like, the challenges versus New um, resolutions, anything around that? I would say, yeah, if you've made a New Year's resolution um, and you were planning on sticking to it, just get rid of it now, it's pointless. Um, <laughs> but no, honestly, wow. uh, no, honestly, I, I do wish you all the best with everything that you, you yeah. try to achieve in 2023. I think a challenge is a great way for you to achieve that New Year's resolution, whatever it is. Yeah. Um, you know, there's nothing in my life that hasn't been improved by going on these trips and completing these challenges, yeah. whether that be the first half marathon I ran or the first time I went to EBC, first time I climbed Killy, the second time I got to Tupcal, you know, even <laughs> the failures, even when I had to turn back on Tupcal, you know, you learn about yourself and you, you know, you either win or you learn. And I think, yeah, if you've got a resolution, back it up with a challenge, get two for the price of one. <laughs> <laughs> brilliant, brilliant. Couldn't have said it better myself. Now, uh, have an awesome week, whatever you're up to. As always, anything you need from uh, myself, Dave, the rest of the Evertrack Yetis, just get in touch with us via the usual channels. Um, you know, post in the group if you're out in the mountains, wherever you are. Obviously, some of our Evertrackers who are abroad, like Tom. Um, obviously, we've got Camilla who's going to, to Tupcal on the weekend. Any, 
we'd love to hear your um you know hear your your journeys and don't forget obviously to uh, to kind of tag us as well um so if you are you know in your stories or anything on instagram definitely get in there with um evertrek and, and give us a little tag it's always great to that one work that one worked i know isn't it amazing <laughs> sometimes these things work yeah and we don't know why no, we don't know. Why. Um, no, no, we uh, no, obviously tag us and, and let us know about your stories. It's always great, so we can see what you're up to, and also as well, we can we can push it out to the rest of the community. What's and, that? Um, oh, Jody's just saying she's going to jump on next week. So, um, that's good. Yeah, she's going to go like, training and and fitness she's like, and stuff like that. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, it's a bad impression of Jody. Was that uh, it? Oh wait, no, Jody's like. All right, but I am I'm talking to you about my running <laughs> Wow. You're going to get a knee in the nuts when you go in that room now. <laughs> yeah. uh, anyway, guys, all the best, and we'll uh, we'll catch up with you soon. Uh, have a wonderful week. Bye. Bye. Awesome. So I hope you enjoyed the uh, another episode of the Mountain Malarkey podcast. I must say, you were brilliant on that episode, Ant. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, mate. Thanks. Now, if, uh, if you've enjoyed it, don't forget to leave us a review and subscribe to the podcast. Um, you know, all these uh, podcasts we put together, the episodes... Try to reach as many people as possible. And if it's helped you, leave us a lovely review. Um, and yeah, we'll see you again next week. Yeah, all the best, guys. Bye.